Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Knife Talk is sponsored by Tormac. For your chance to win a T4 sharpening system, visit knifetalk.net to enter the draw. The winner will be chosen on our 10th show and will receive a Tormac T4 and a set of jigs to make your knives razor sharp. Welcome to episode 9 of Knife Talk. Now in the next episode, which will probably be at some point next week, I'll be revealing the winner of the Tormac competition. So if you haven't answered yet, this is your last opportunity. Just visit knifetalk.net and you'll see how you can be in with a chance of winning an amazing Tormek sharpener with lots of cool accessories. But today, I'm delighted to be speaking with Scott from Lucadia Custom Knives. So welcome to the show, Scott. Hi, Craig. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem. happy to be here. Good, good, good. How are things today? Oh, excellent. It's Saturday. You know, I'm not at work. I can work in my shop today and... Excellent Good day. stuff. Excellent. Yes. So let's just get straight into it. Um, how long have you been making knives? So not very long. Um, my first completed knife was in the spring of uh, last year. So be- a year and a half, I'd say, I finished wow. my completed knife. Wow. You're churning out it- some really quality knives. That's, that's oh, really well, su- very surprising. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, you know, I, mean, I do hear that occasionally. People think I've been making them longer. Maybe it's my advanced age, possibly. So <laughs> well, I won't. I, started... I won't be. I won't be rude enough to ask how old you are. But well, I must no, say, no, no, that... the quality is fantastic. Really is. That's okay. I mean, I think part of uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, when I finished my first knife, I was forty nine years old, and uh, and I'm fifty now. Cool. So <laughs> it, it was a late, uh, late hobby for me. A late bloomer. Late bloomer. So, so yeah. what got you into it? Well, that's a good question. Um, I've always been, since I was very young, you know, a knife guy. I was into knives. I was kind of obsessed with them. Hmm. Um, You know, through my 20s and into my 30s, I did a little knife collecting uh, as my budget allowed, which wasn't much. Hmm. Um, Then, so my son turned 18 and a couple years back, and for his 18th birthday... I bought him uh, the Chris Reeves Sabenza, which to me was kind of like a grail folding knife, right? And right, yeah. Pretty cool. A, go- a cool gift to give your son for his 18th birthday. Yeah. Wife gave us the, the go-ahead on that. <laughs> and then, so that got him kind of into it. He was doing a little research. And then one day, he said, Dad, it would be really cool if we made knives. And... You know, I had been on blade forums a lot and seen the makers forums, but never really like 
really dug into it. It seemed really overwhelming. It seemed like something that was impossible for me, right? Yes. But but then I thought, well, that would be a great father and son project for the summer when he's he's off of college. And so I started researching, and then pretty much turned into obsession (laughs) (laughs) very quickly. And then, um, you know, and then the the money pit part of it began very quickly. Oh, yes. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then he was at school. So I ended up alone spending hundreds of hours researching and then buying. And that's pretty much how it started. And then I just loved it. Yeah. yeah. Instantly, instantly. So tell me about that very first knife that you'd made. What what style of knife was it? Were you you happy with it? What what was it? Yeah, I mean, I'm... (laughs) Well, I look at it now and, you know, there's there's obviously problems with it. But <laughs> yeah, I was very I was very proud of it. I still am. Um, it was it was a simple 1084 that I hardened in uh, my little two brick propane forge. Yeah. And which, by the way, I mean, I've got some of the best edges ever out of that. And then um, it, I made uh, my own micarta out of some T-shirts for my closet Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, that, yeah, That's yeah. something I haven't well, tried yet, so that, that's really cool. Yeah, I tried it a couple of times, and then, you know, you realize pretty quickly it's, I to me, it wasn't really worth it, hmm. but I did try it a couple of times, and with, you know, it's messy and smelly, and then yeah. unless you spend a lot of money on really, really good epoxy, then I don't think you get the quality. Yeah, so is it epoxy layer, epoxy, epoxy layer, then just squeeze down and sort of clamp it down is is that how it works yeah basically that's how i did it I, yeah and then i tried another one I, I a lot of the i i tried one that i got off a of walter sorrel's video right where he cut up little pieces and put it in a ziploc bag and mixed them all up, up and then smashed the bag down i did see it yes yes yeah <laughs> i did that too i did that on my second or third knife cool. and then that was the end of my micarta making career <laughs> Yeah. So from that very first sort of humble knife, I mean, you've now got, you know, like your beer, Beardashi, which I love. That's a real thing oh, of beauty. So. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I seriously want one. They're amazing. So where did the inspiration come from for that? Well, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm influenced by the Japanese knives and I was going to make a Kiridashi. And I got to actually like give credit to a friend of mine. His name is Trevor. And uh, he was coming over to watch a football game and, I was trying to finish up a couple things and we were drinking a couple beers and watching a football game. And he's like, you should put a beer opener on that thing. And <laughs> that's pretty much how it went. And we went out in the garage at halftime and drilled some beer openers in my Kiridashis and it, the rest is history, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I've got a lot of, you know, it, to me, I thought it was a funny little gimmick, but people love that. Yeah. I think I first saw it on Pinterest actually. Um, and really? then, then I sort of found you on Instagram and it, and it sort of went from there. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, they're things of beauty. They, they really are. Oh, thanks. You know, I try, it's small and it's a fun little utility knife. And if I drill the hole in the right place, it actually can open a beer. And, uh, so, but I try to put a flashy handle on it, you know, to yes. make, make it pop a little bit. <laughs> so with regards to your sort of process, do, do you forge the steel or is it, is it purely stock removal? What, what, I'm purely it? stock removal. Yeah. Cool, cool. Myself too. That's yeah, that's cool. That's cool. My um, neighbors, I think I live in a residential neighborhood. I don't think, um, I think I'm pushing it already <laughs> <laughs> with the grinder. I don't think a forging would work out in my garage very well. Yes. Yeah. And have you tried forging at all? It's something that I'm, no, I, I'm I have desperate not. to try. I'm desperate to try. 
Yes, as I'm, I was, I was actually looking at local blacksmithing classes yesterday. Hmm. So, but we'll see. We'll yes, see. yeah, yeah. So, regards to heat treating, then, do you do your own heat treat there? Uh, no, I do not. I've been sanding all mine out. I made a, you know, I thought maybe sometime in the future I'll take that as as, as a the next step of learning. But it seems like maybe kind of a steep learning curve to do it like exactly right. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I figured I would be insured of, you know, the highest quality if I send it to the right place. Oh, yeah, so. certainly. Yeah, yeah. So I do my own sort of 01 tool steel stuff here mm-hmm. in, my, in my propane forge. But um, I've just ordered an even heat, so I'm just super excited for that to arrive. So I can start. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm kind of in a market for an even heat at this point, probably to go down that road, but... Yeah, I didn't win. I didn't win the giveaway. I thought I was going to. For oh sure. man, that was so exciting! I think everybody was involved <laughs> in that giveaway. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your blades then? So are they carbon or are they stainless? What, I'm mostly doing stainless, and I'm mostly using AEBL. Right. Um, yeah. uh, some of the S35VN. I do. I do some 1084, and then I I can heat treat them here, like a little prototype or. Yes. something just fun I want to do. I can I'm still doing in my garage. Yeah. Uh, but mostly I'm using AEBL steel and mostly uh yeah, sending them out. Right. I'm okay. using Peter's heat treat. Oh, right. Cool, cool. And do you do you have a preference over when you're when you're profiling a knife, whether it's a carbon knife or whether it's a stainless? Do you, do you prefer to work with one or the other? Uh No, not really. It it <sighs> It hasn't made much of a difference to me at this point. No. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm just finding. I'm. I'm starting to do sort of. I'm on this sort of quest to get the thinnest blade that I can. <laughs> so I did some. Uh-huh. I did some 1.5 mil steel this week, um, which oh, is okay, carbon, okay. and I tried the same with stainless, and I just can't get. I can't get things as thin on stainless. I'm just wondering whether that is just myself oh. and my grinding or whether it's the actual steel and the structure of the steel. I don't know. So I was just curious okay. to see your opinion on that as well. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm having, I've used the AEBL real thin down to the um, the 0.065 or whatever. I don't know if that is in millimeters. Is that or about 1.5 maybe? Um, but I, I also have been using, I used a little bit of the 15 and 20 in thin. But I, I did have a little more trouble grinding the, the 15 and 20 for some reason. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, uh, maybe it's the belts. I, maybe it's the belts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe it is. I don't, who knows? You know, yeah. There's so many variables, right? Yeah. So you, you were just saying about finding time on the weekend to make knives. So do, do you have a normal nine to five, Monday to Friday? What's, what's the um, deal? Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. So I've been, I'm starting this week my 23rd year of teaching wowzers uh, wows um, what age kids are they uh mostly i'm around you know i'm like teaching 10th grade mostly so they're 16 or whatever right. somewhere around there that's, um, gotta be, that's gotta be hard work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard work i mean you know it's the our hours aren't super super long that yeah. allows me the hobbies but we're pretty tired when we get home it's it can be mentally yes, you know, yeah strained for yeah. sure but so, yeah, I don't have a normal nine to five. So I'm home from work, you know, at a reasonable hour. That gives me, if I want, a couple hours in my shop. Yes. And then, you know, obviously vacations and the summer and other breaks. So, you know, I have that job that allows me time to pursue different hobbies throughout my life. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. So yeah. you're probably the right person to ask this question to about about kids and curriculum. Do you, do you think kids, sure. 
do you think kids are learning skills to you know skills like knife making all the all these kind of things which maybe are considered sort of traditional skills which you know there was maybe 10 years ago a danger of these dying out as more factories were being set up and mass producing things do you think kids sure. are being taught those skills anymore it seems like um it's getting ready to come back hmm. um yeah a lot of those programs the, the skills based programs like that did go away uh, we had a pretty bad budget uh, issues in our educational system, you know, eight, ten years ago. And oh, we lost a lot of those programs. We didn't have knife making, obviously, in oh, uh, yes, our yes, school. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think it, it's swinging back and there is a, a push for for that now in yeah. education, it seems, at least in my, you know, my limited view of, of education. Yeah. OK, cool, cool. So let, let's get back to your knives. So. When did you get your first commission, and how did you get that? Yeah, so I think I, I made a knife for a friend who was graduating from high school, and I brought it to the party. Someone saw it, and that was like maybe my third or fourth knife I ever made. And then someone at the party said instantly, you know, he was a knife collector and wanted a piece. And so that it happened like right away. Nice, nice. And then I should start taking right knives to parties. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, well, I should start I mean, going to parties. <laughs> <laughs> Come out here, Craig, I'll take you. <laughs> um, so, and then right after that, I think my next door neighbor uh, saw what I was doing and had said, Oh, I want some Christmas presents. Can you make seven knives for Christmas? Oh, and that was to me overwhelming because I'd only maybe made five knives total. Yes, right. Yeah. So I was, um, it, it it happened right away, right away. And so it hasn't stopped. So, but yeah, that was my first, that was kind of the first thing. And it was fun to get a little bit of money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To buy, <laughs> right? more, buy more equipment, buy more tools. <laughs> exactly. I don't have any other money. It's all, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. All out there. So how many knives do you produce in a week now on sort of average? Uh, it changes obviously, but it's. Yeah, I mean, if during the when I'm working, probably one to two, and then when I'm on vacation, um, a little bit more than that. Yes, yeah. and I have my my son's actually been working with me recently, and so um, we did, uh, you know, two or three a week, maybe yeah. four a week the last couple months. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Because and, uh, they can take so long, can't they? I don't think people understand how long uh, a sort of handmade knife can take. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, <laughs> at least I've cut down. I think my first knife took me 20 something hours. Yeah. It's pretty funny to look back. It doesn't take me quite that long now. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. it can be difficult to justify prices at times when people are used to sort of, you know, a $10 knife they can get in the in the local supermarket. But but um, right. Yeah. Right. They're very different beasts. That's the way I, I, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I haven't run into that people complaining about the prices yet so um we'll see good cool you're doing something well and that's good i'm good oh thank you so i'm interested to know what would you consider yourself an artist i mean do you have any other artistic or creative outlets no not really like so when i was younger i was a musician i played a few different instruments i wouldn't say i was very good at it so i didn't ever feel like an artist at on, were you, on were you ever in a band yeah, uh, briefly. Oh, the band briefly. name. Tell me the band name. I love old band names. <laughs> uh, 
I don't even know if we had a name. We I just oh, got I'm sure you did. We, no, we actually didn't. We just played at a couple parties, and I always got together with friends and played. But it was nothing serious, and I wasn't very good. Um, so, uh, but apparently now people are referring to my knives occasionally as art. So I don't know. I yeah, I I don't know what that means exactly, but it's okay. It's cool. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously this big maker mo movement that's been happening for right. years now. Um, but I right. think, you know, we're at a level where a lot of it is, is art. It really is, you know. So I don't think there's anything wrong with calling yourself an artist. But I was just, I was just you know, wondering what, what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, really. no, that's it. I feel like my, I mean, my knives are pretty simple. And so, I, like, they're not fancy. So I don't think of them, like, art in that way. Like, not that you have to be fancy to be art, but... Hmm. Um, I feel like they're very there's there's a very there's a simplicity to them that I wanted. I don't know. Maybe it was because I love the Sabenza or whatever. Like that, mm. just that aesthetic of something clean and simple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've mentioned this before, but I'm, I'm very much in the sort of utility camp when it comes to knives. They need to be beautiful, but to me, they need to be, you know have a purpose. That they're, they're a tool. You know, that's that's the way I think of knives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm with you on that one. Cool. Cool. Okay, so do you have somebody to keep you in check who gives you critique on your work? I mean, I mean, for example, we all post our work on Instagram, don't we? And generally, people are very nice and very respectful. Right. But do you have somebody who can sort of maybe see the minor faults and just pushes you to make it better each time? I haven't too much, no. And, and I need that more. Um, mm -hmm. I did. I did. I've been working with a chef. And he so this was great um i delivered a set of five knives to him he's up in northern california yeah and he did send a couple back for changes and at the very like my first reaction honestly was like oh no i messed up or it didn't turn out just right but then you know obviously this is a great opportunity for me to um, improve my product and and get feedback because that's what i need yeah. i yeah. mean Right, right. And they're very uh, much custom things as well, aren't they? So, you know, I, I, I generally stick to the same sort of sh handle shape, but they're not for everybody. And sometimes they need to be tweaked a little bit, you know, and I, there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all, all knives are so personal. So one mm. can be great for one person and not another, right? And this handle shape or that. And so, I mean, I guess in the end, you just make what I kind of just make what I think and what I like. And yeah. then if it works out, it does. And if it doesn't, then I can try to tweak it for someone or whatever. In this case, I, I told him, you know, that chef I was talking about, please send anything, any changes you want. I want this to be a learning experience for me. And so he took me up on it. And so oh, cool. this, it, that's great. Yeah. Nice, nice. So is there, is there much of a sort of knife making community where you live? Is, is there sort of support around you? There actually in san diego itself i live about 30 miles north of san diego hmm. um and there's a few knife makers right here in my town of encinitas and lucadia and then um who have been very helpful to me and then um there's a couple others in san diego there's and we're actually you know strider knives is right here i think nick strider lives in my town i i haven't met him but um I would love him to come over and give me grinding lessons. And then, <laughs> Mick, if you're listening, right? And, <laughs> uh, you know, Buck Knives was in San Diego. We have uh, Ferrum Forge. I don't know if you've seen theirs, but amazing. I have, full yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's, a, there's actually, you know, quite a few knife makers 
in San Diego, it seems like. Oh. I don't know how to compare it to other places, but yeah. And then there are a couple of guys who have really helped me with some things. Um, on Instagram, he's a warhorse blade. His name's Josh. And he's he lives just a couple of miles from me. And, and at the very beginning, he was kind of a big deal on Instagram, right? And I was like brand new. And he helped me out a lot. Oh, Josh nice. is a great guy. And then uh, another knife, a small knife maker, James Cosamini. He lives in San Diego and he makes kitchen knives. And his are beautiful to me, like his aesthetic. And he's really been helpful. So just a couple. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I what's been amazing to me overall in in knife making is how friendly and open and helpful everyone has been. Oh like, yes. It's yeah. It surprised yeah. me. It's incredible. It's such an open community. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. And I think especially for me, because I've recently moved to to France and literally in the middle of nowhere. There's there's nobody around here. Um, but just last weekend, there, there was a knife festival, which was just sort of 30 miles up the road in the, in the village. And it took okay. o- took over the whole village. And there's people from all really? over the world come to this festival. And it's just like, wow, I thought I was the only person who, you know, who was interested in knives here, you know. And it was it's just fantastic. It, yeah, great people. So, yeah. Oh, and, that's great. And yeah. And as you say, you know, online then as well, people are just they just they just share what they know, which 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 I love. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to knives and your knives specifically. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite part about making a knife? And, oh. and your least favorite. In the process itself? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, well, I actually, I really like grinding the bevels. Yes, yeah. Because like, it's the challenge and it's the, you know, the perfection of it and the, and so I, I really like that part. And it's, I mean, maybe the hardest part too, possibly for me, but I enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I love that bit. That, that's what makes the knife. That's, you know, it's... Right, right. Yeah. You're making the knife at that point. The yes. rest of it's drilling holes and woodworking, right? Or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, which I enjoy. No, and I've, I've gotten into wood a lot lately. Anyway, uh, I hate kydex and I hate plunge lines. Right. Okay. Okay. That's fair <laughs> How's right. that? I, I've, ne- I've never used kydex myself, but... um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Just so if you ever have to make Kydex, maybe um, uh, hire your son to do it. That's my best advice. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly, I've been watching videos this week of people uh, making Kydex presses, you know, to to, to make oh, yeah. sheets and so on. Um, but it's something I've just never got around to. So I'm, I'm sure I will one day, but um, I, I'm not looking forward to it now after you've just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, the first couple was cool. Like, oh, I made this sheath that it clicks in. It works great. And then after that, it just got to be kind of a tedious Yes, uh-uh. yeah. I don't know. I don't enjoy it. So okay. maybe because I hate plunge lines and kydex, maybe that's why I make kitchen knives. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to ask, actually, why kitchen knives, too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's because I know they're going to get used every day, I think. And I'll use them every day. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of did everything for myself in a way because I didn't plan on selling a lot of knives. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I like to cook. I'm not, you know, a chef or anything. But um, it just seemed that for most people, the common person in a suburban area like where I live, they're going to use their kitchen knife. Yeah, billions every of people day. cook this, every day. Yeah, yeah, but my drop point hunter or whatever is going to sit in a drawer. Got you. Yes. So yeah. that, I think that's why. Hmm. And, and you, I think they're beautiful. Do you dabble love- with with those kind of knives as well? Do you, uh, you know, do you make hunting knives too? 
Yeah, I have a couple little models of of just little fixed blades. Yeah, and and I do those, and I'm I'm doing them a little less at this point. Yeah. But uh, right now, I'm focusing on the kitchen and fillet knives because we live in a fishing uh, uh -huh. coast, right? And so, yeah, I've been I'm really into making fillet knives right now because I love to fish, and so to me, in the end, like. I wanted to make fillet knives so I could have a couple. Yeah. Uh, so that must be the your anchor maker market. Is that why you've chosen the anchor? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we live in a, a little beach town, kind of little. Um, and so the, the ocean is, you know, a primary force here. Yes. And so you know, I love the ocean. and I loved um I love to be in the water, fishing, uh, free diving, spear fishing, surfing. Just any, you know, any day that you're in the water near it is is good. So we have that kind of sense here. It's a big surfing town, action sports of all kinds. And so somehow the anchor was related to that. Hmm. I, it just looked good to me. I thought of it one day and I don't know. Yeah, that was it. It does and look it, cool. It does look really oh, cool. Thank you. thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, a friend of mine named Terry uh, actually designed it. He's a graphic artist and... He said it was very hard to design an anchor that looked good on a knife. Yeah. So is, is that the same Terry who came up with the the, the Birodashi with the the beer No, no, that was uh, that was Trevor. Oh, <laughs> Trevor and Terry. Right, got the two yes, mixed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, do you have a a favorite sort of scale material? So, you know, for the handles, is it is it a particular kind of maybe a wood or synthetic that you you prefer to use? Yeah, I've been, um, I really like the shade tree, uh, micarta. Hmm. The, the colors are really cool. And I think it's really sturdy. And, and then probably my new favorite now. So that's been one of my favorites. I, I've used a lot of micarta and not a lot of wood so far. But um, I'm really into koa right now. And so yeah, some of that is beautiful. Yes. Uh, if, if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of money in the last two weeks on koa. So uh Keep an eye out for some handles coming. Ah, very nice, very nice. So, <laughs> so what's on your bench today? What What's your current project? I have, uh, let's see, I'm I have a couple of chef's knives sitting there. I'm putting some oil on a koa handle uh, in the next couple of days and see how that works out. I'm trying out the true oil, which I haven't really used too much yet, but I'm, I'm giving it a shot. And then uh, I ground out a couple other ones. I'm waiting for some wood to come in the mail and so I can throw the handles on and uh, some, yeah, some koa is coming. So yeah, I've been, I, I think I have like two chef's knives and a santoku uh, sitting on my bench today. Nice, nice. And do you mm -hmm. tend to work in batches? Do you sort of, you know, grind out a few of the same shape and, you know, you get... No, I don't. I, I kind of usually have about three going, but they're at all different phases so that, I don't know. I, I don't always want to grind three knives in a row, like I don't have mm. time or whatever, right? And um, I feel like if I grind one and it, the bevels are good, like I should probably quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and to do three in a row, I'd probably get tired and mess up. So, no, I, I'll like move around. I tend to move around and do different things all the time, which probably isn't super duper efficient, but that's okay. I'm not running a business, you know, I'm a hobbyist in the yes, end. Yeah. So, yeah. It's um, what you enjoy, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are you finding challenging? Is there anything that you'd maybe you'd love to make but you haven't built up to it yet? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I have a, I'm I'm 
I'm going to do very soon a big 10 inch fillet knife and maybe I'd like to do a 12 inch fillet, a big, you know, mm. uh, version. And those can be, those can be challenging to get the grinds quite right. So that's probably really where I'm, uh, probably focusing right now yeah. and uh, probably my next challenge. Right. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about doing that. Though. Oh, nice. Nice. I, I think I've mentioned this before, but mine is a really good serrated bread knife. Um, oh yeah i heard you i did hear you say that on one of your shows yeah yeah and Uh, i think your buddy jeff jeff fader was was telling uh me how he did his but i against i just i just haven't got around to it it's just one of those things that one day i'll do it but um other stuff first you know (laughs) jeff's amazing by the way just you know he like out of all the instagram people Again, one of the most most helpful and nicest people. Yes, yeah. He's you know been, that you've talked to him. Oh yeah, he's been really cool with me and suggesting people for the show as well. He yeah, yeah. he's an awesome guy. And, awesome guy. And and I actually was in uh, I was in New York City last month and got to meet up with him. He has an office in Manhattan, and uh, we got to spend a little bit of time together. And just that was that was really cool to get to uh, talk to him face to face after uh, being office on the- in Manhattan. Jeez. Well, he must, you know, be, he must be doing well. <laughs> I don't want to give away any secrets or anything, so I'll let him. Uh, <laughs> but, but having said that, you know, there's something wrong with a guy who really likes filing in serrations by hand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's why I'm putting it off because I know there's a lot of file work involved. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, what's the one piece of kit in your workshop that you couldn't live without? What's the one thing that you think, geez, if I didn't have this, I just I just couldn't do what I do? Oh, well, like including the grinder? I mean, the, or besides that, of course, like you can't do anything really, right? Well, there's going to be plenty of people out there saying, oh, I did my first knife with hand files and, you know. Oh, my um, God, I tried that once. That was uh, ridiculous. <laughs> is, is, is there any need in this day and age, you know? There's grinders no. out there. Go get a grinder. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, well, so the grinder, of course, right? So, um, paper towels. (laughs) Ah, good one. That's yes. I must, I must do hundreds a week. Yeah. That's a very, yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) So, so what's the dream? You know, where would you like to see yourself in, you know, with regards to knives in five years time? Oh, that's a good question. That sounds like an interview question, doesn't it? Like an interview for a job. Where would you like to see yourself in five years time? But you know. (laughs) Geez, Craig, you said this was going to be easy. No, <laughs> um, no uh, you know, like things are going great right now. So just on the same path, I have like people are asking to buy my knives and and I have time to make some and I'm doing a couple collaborations, one with a designer who's pretty well known and one with our local restaurant. I'm working on those. And so just more of the same, like it's, it's r- really amazing. It's really wonderful. Like I can't believe how well it's going after such a short amount of time. Yeah. So in five years, like I can't really make more knives than I make now. And so I, I, I'm not going to expand because I'm not going to quit my job. There's no way I could make up the income. And I don't know if I want to make knives, you know, full time every day. Um, it's so just, just the same path. It's, it's cool. excellent. I'm, cool. I'm, I'm really amazed. Like, uh, in such a short amount of time, I was looking at watching videos by, you know, Walter Sorrells and Aaron Goff and Mike Ecom and, you know, Trollski and those guys. And then all of a sudden, like people are paying me for my knives like a few months later <laughs> and you have them on your show. And 
I'm not Trollski. Kind of I can't away. get Trollski on no. the show. Ah. <laughs> it's just becoming impossible. He did okay. Well, if I ever like have a contact with him, I'll make sure I put in a word for you. <laughs> so, so where can people find you online? Do you, do you have a website? I'm, I was looking at your Instagram page. You don't seem to have a link I, to a website. Yeah, I'm on Instagram only. I have a website. It's not live yet. I do have the domain name and um and but I just haven't like it's another time consuming thing to learn how to do that or or another expense to pay someone to do it or whatever. Exactly, so. yeah. Oh, um, I mean, have, Squarespace um, or something like that, you know, that may be, may be a way to yeah. Take, yeah. Yeah, so I do have it, but it's not live, so don't look for it yet if anyone's <laughs> looking. Everything's on Instagram for now. And I, I, I do a lot of stuff locally here. Yeah. So yeah. which isn't online at all, which is probably in the end my favorite, right? And it's working for you, obviously. So that's cool. It is working. Like, knock on wood, I don't, I, again, like, I don't know what happened to me. Like, I'm just a beginner <laughs> knife maker, but I'm getting some attention from people. And it's, it's great. I love it. And I'm very, very thankful. Yeah. And but, for, like, for you to have me here, like, that's pretty bizarre to me, like, in a way. Do you know, you know what I mean? Because these guys, like, Walter Sorrell's, like was on your show. Now I'm on your show and I watched his videos over and over and over. And over. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm very surprised to hear how, um, how new you are to this, you know, because, you know, I've seen your knives on Instagram and they're, they're, they're beautifully shaped. They're beautifully finished. And, um, I thought, yeah, thank let's you on the show. God, yeah, no, this is great. So I'm going yeah. to wrap up with the final question. I ask everybody the same question. So, um, out of all the resources out there for knife makers, and you've mentioned uh, forums and that kind of stuff, and Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube, and so on, where do you find your inspiration, and and from whom? Oh, okay. So, I think a lot of it. I I just looked at a lot of pictures. Do I have to pick like a specific one, or do you mean just in general? Just in general. I mean, it doesn't even have to be people. It could be. It could be sure. shape, shapes of clouds. It could, it could be anything. Yeah. No, I mean, I think to me it was about the shape of the knife, right? Hmm. And 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 I looked at pictures for hundreds of hours, or I still, and I continue to do that. Like whether it's on Instagram or blade forums, which I spent hundreds of hours on reading, hmm. or whether it's on just Google or whatever just looking at picture after picture and just seeing what struck me. Cause then, you know, I, I want to make something that's pleasing to the eye for me in the end, but you know, luckily it's been appealing to other people as well. Yeah. And it's difficult, right? It's difficult to get your own sort of style, isn't it? Because at the end of the yeah. day, you're making a, a thin, sharp, pointy thing and how many shapes can you get, you know? Yeah. I mean, in the end, I find like I copied someone, right? So well, yeah, everybody does. You have to. There's yeah. Like yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's so a couple of specific people like um uh Phil Wilson makes amazing uh fillet knives, custom fillet knives and to me like in my mind, I did have a goal like at some point maybe I'll I'll just make only fillet knives and I'll be like one of the only people who does that, right? That'd be really cool to be like the best at something. Yeah, uh, I love Trollski's knives. I think his his vibe, his aesthetics were are really cool. Yeah. Like, and then uh, Chris Reeve, the Sabenza to me again. I think I mentioned that, but like the simplicity, the beauty of it. Um, so those are some specific ones. 
that you know were really appealing to me visually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's a really great list. So thank you again, Scott, for taking the time out. I know it's a, it's a Saturday morning. Your weekends are obviously very precious to you. So thank you so much for taking the time out to appear on the show. And I think that's a wrap. Okay, thank you very much, Craig. I really appreciate you having me on. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.